we are starting a new series today, and um, it's called How to Reset Your Life, Reset. And so this week, we're going to finish up 2021. Can you believe it? It's going to be 2022 this time next week, right? This time next week? Yes. <laughs> and so um, coming out of this busy season, I don't know if, if, if uh, you are like me, but you know, your house is not quite in order yet. You've ate too many cookies. The kids' toys are everywhere. You probably haven't taken out the trash from Christmas presents. And all the things that are in your normal routine are probably not normal routine this week. Am I, am I right about that? <laughs> so um, uh, talking about that, this is a great time of year to do a reset. Am I right? And so um, reset means this. So we're going to I encourage you to take notes today. You know, you remember four times more if you write things down, even if you never look at it again. So I want to encourage you to take notes if you, if you want to. We have that on the app, or you can take your own notes depending on how you do that. But I'm going to give you some, uh, uh, first of all, the definition to reset. To reset means to set again, to set, to adjust, to fix in a new or different way, to restart, reboot, readjust, recalibrate. You kind of get the idea of all of those words and what they mean in your life and all of the things that, all the areas in our life that we can reset. We reset things all the time on a normal basis. How many of you ever had to set your, reset your phone because your, your phone was glitching or things are acting up, stuff like that? Um, resetting your computer. You have to reset your Wi-Fi. Isn't it frustrating when the Wi-Fi is like down right when you need to like finish something and then you get irritated because you're like going to make sure that the button is going to unplug it. I've got to wait a minute. It's like that's the longest minute in the history of mankind to wait for it, to plug it back in, to reboot, to restart it again, and then restart your computer. And hopefully all of that comes back up. And once that is all set, then you reboot and reset the computer. Or a game system. How many of you are gamers out there? How many of you got gaming systems for Christmas? Or you're a gamer? How many of you stayed up till two o'clock in the morning last night gaming? Now don't, don't raise your hand. <laughs> so you have to reset that if it doesn't, if it doesn't work right. Or especially when you die and you want to like, you know, whoever you're playing with, you're like, okay, I'm going to reset this game. <laughs> you messed up the scoring and everything. Or a broken bone. When you reset a bone, um, if you don't reset it when it's broken, then it's not going to heal correctly. And the pain and the swelling will keep making it worse and worse if you don't reset it right away. So it can be like that in our lives when we don't reset in an area that it keeps on getting worse. But somehow we hobble around and think it's going to be okay and then it never heals just right if you don't reset it properly. We keep trying to function with it. And so sometimes it is like that in our lives that we need to reset that. Or um, when you're also with your, with your computer is really the main thing that we have to reset a lot. That when you have too many tabs open, it can crash. When you have all these tabs open in your life, and sometimes it's like that is our brain. It freezes. It won't do anything. It blanks out. It ignores your commands. You try to like you hit buttons and it doesn't do anything. You hit buttons and it gives you like JavaScript error over and over again or something like that that you have to redo it. And so sometimes our life can be like this. So to help me illustrate that, to help you give you a visual today, um, will you help me welcome Josiah Corona? This is Pastor Micah and Pastor Melissa's son. So some of you 
walked in and all the tabs are open on your life right now. How many of you can relate? I see all of you nodding your hand. All of you online, can you, can, can you give me, is there a nod emoji that you guys can give me online? I don't know, yes, or say yes, or give me some praise hands or something in the, there. But this is kind of what it looks like in our lives. We have too many tabs open. We try to solve too many things. Like our brain is working here. We have all the things. We have the task and take the kids to soccer. And we have, we have to check our Instagram and our Facebook and we have to go to the gym and we're worried about the money and are we going to pay the gas bill on time and all of our inboxes are overloading and then we have gas in the car and did we take the kids to dance? I don't know what you got on the back here. But we got to watch our favorite shows. Come on, let's turn back around. This is important right here. I mean, your queue is full of all of your uh, Netflix shows that you have not watched because it's been a busy time that you're going to sit down and watch when everything uh, calms down. Then you got Facebook. Your calendar has got to be full. You got to do chores. I mean, you have all of these things in your life, all of the messages and everything that overwhelms us in our life. Can you guys relate to that? So that's what we're going to talk to about today is a few areas of our life. And uh, imagine for a second if, you're, if your life was clear of errors in a normal condition, optimum performance. <sighs> the press with what the purpose of a reset is. In a computer or data transmission system, a reset clears any pending errors or events that brings a system to normal condition or an initial state, state and usually in a controlled manner. Doesn't that sound great? Don't we wish our life was like that all the time right now? Okay, all right, well, I'll let you go sit down for a second and you come back up here. And as we go throughout, we're gonna, we're gonna like close some tabs in our life and kind of get this under control. Are you with me? Okay, all right. So let's turn to uh, 1 Peter um, chapter five. I'm gonna read uh, verse seven through 10 and I'm gonna have it up here on the screen, but I encourage you to look at it in your own Bible as well. Um, but I love the scripture. And it says, give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going, is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In his kindness, God calls you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered for a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Now, I want you to, I'm going to bring out that word strengthen. So this is spiritual strength. The Greek word here is uh, stheno, and it means to bind together and strengthen so that there will be no danger of warping, splitting, or falling apart. Isn't that awesome? This is the only time in the entire Bible that this word is used, that this word strengthen is used. And so I know that a lot of us in our lives, we want to be Strengthen, to bind together to strengthen so that there'll be no danger of warping, splitting, or falling apart. Isn't that great that we can look that, we can stand on that. So when you, re when you reset, you give yourself an entirely fresh start, a clean slate to begin your efforts anew. It completely clears your mind of all the things. You know what I'm talking about? All the things, okay? So the first area that we're going to talk about is resetting your mind. Number one is resetting your mind. So when we reset our mind, take time to meditate. Meditate on God's word. Get quiet before Jesus. I know that is really tough for us. We always have noise in our life most, most often. And even just to be silent for a minute. That wasn't even 10 seconds, but everybody is uncomfortable right now in silence. 
And, to, and it's really difficult with all of the inboxes that we have, with all the notifications that you have, with all of the toddlers uh, yanking at your pants legs, with all of the things that are happening, with all of the uh, messages going off. It's difficult. You have to be intentional about resetting your mind, about taking that time to get along with Jesus or just get alone or just to be quiet for a minute. It is important um, in your life to have a Sabbath. A Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments, and, and if it's one of the Ten Commandments, God put it right up there with don't kill anybody and don't sleep with your neighbor's wife and have a Sabbath. I mean, that is one of them. You would think that if we would take that seriously that a Sabbath is important, a day that you don't work. Now, for you, sometimes a lot of you today might be your Sabbath. For all of us who are on staff, this is not our Sabbath. We have to take a different day because we, you know, we are here to serve the people and be available for that. So that for us is a different day. So I'm just saying that to say that Sunday doesn't necessarily have to be your Sabbath. As long as you are having one, a time to reset your mind is extremely important. Because when you have too many tabs open, it consumes your memory and slows everything down. And that is the same way that happens with our brains. When we have too many tabs going on, it consumes our memory. I don't know about you, but my memory is not the same as it used to be 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I don't know why that is all the files in my brain are full of 80 song lyrics and I can name every teacher through, I can tell you every teacher I had through um, elementary school and middle school. Like, why do I have that information retained? Who needs that information? Like, if I could just delete those files and like remember, sometimes I can't, some days I can't even remember my dog's name. I mean, I seriously, I could hide my own Easter eggs. That tells you like what my brain is like sometimes because I wouldn't remember what it is. And that's the truth. I don't want to confess that ever myself, but those are just the facts that happens in life. I don't know if you guys can relate to that or not, but wouldn't you like to just maintain some memory? Okay, Josiah, if you come up here and let's, let's look at this. These are the things that, that could relate to your brain. And so let's meditating on those things, consuming your brain. So let's definitely take off these things like this. Okay, I'm gonna hand that to you. All right, what about some task lists? Okay, and all those things in your brain, you've not worried about that because you're casting your care on him, like we said that. Give all your worries to him. We're not gonna worry about money. Let's close that tab. All right, and then um, we're not worried about the house payment right now. The house, not worried about that right now. Let's close that tab and let's close the tab of, you know, we're not worried about the car payment and all those things like that. So let's just get some things off your mind, amen? So whatever that means for you, make note of that. Figure out what is it that you need to do to make room in your brain for these things, Okay, and number two, number two is reset your body. And it is, it's important, God gave us a body to live in and how we treat it and what we do with it makes, um, uh, it, it just makes our lives a lot easier and it's important what we do with it. Tons of scripture that you can do uh, or to, that I could um, speak on or give you in this area, but it's important for you to get exercise, for you to have food, for you to have sleep. You know, the most powerful medicine that we have on the planet is food and water. So why do we seek out the right prescriptions for things more than we seek out the right foods for things in, in a lot of areas? Not that, food, not that medicine is bad. Everybody needs medicine for things like that, for different things in your life. So I'm not saying that medicine's bad. I have certain medicines that I take. And so if you do, that's totally fine. But a lot of times it's that we spend way more time on, okay, I need something to take for this, something to take for that. When a lot of times what we, what we eat and what we drink makes, would make a big difference, would probably cancel out some of those things in our life. But what does it take for us to reset our bodies. What about getting enough sleep? Oh, we could all use more sleep, right? 
Unless, unless you're a teenager and you sleep 12 hours or something like that, which is a totally okay if you do because teenagers actually need more sleep than we do. You know, I used to, all, all of those things, you have to live in optimum. I was a youth pastor for many years, so I understand. And when I had parents in my office and talked through, I mean, I remember going to school as a teenager and I was, we would stop at the store and I would get munchos and a sun drop and that was my breakfast. So if you're feeding yourself junk and you're not getting enough sleep and then you're a teenager and you know, all of this stuff, then no wonder they you know, don't operate at optimum capacity. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. You know what I mean? If you're eating a bunch of junk and you're not getting enough sleep, then you know, everything is out of whack a little bit and you kind of wonder what, what's going on. You know, naps are from Jesus. Jesus took naps, be like Jesus. <laughs> naps are awesome. I have that t-shirt. It says, Jesus took naps, be like Jesus. And it has the, the scripture. I think it's in Mark and Matthew. I don't know. And even um, there's a lot of studies that say that um, sleep deprivation is equal to being drunk. So when you don't get enough sleep, they, took, they took, did all these studies where they, somebody didn't get enough sleep and then somebody that drank too much alcohol and they would act and um, deal with life and deal with situations exactly the same way you couldn't tell the difference. Did you know that? So it's important to get enough sleep, to reset your body. Reset your body by getting exercise, whatever that means for you. If you go to the gym all the time, Praise Jesus, I'm glad I want to aspire to be like you, but I don't, I don't do that. But that is one thing in 2022 that I'm going to do more of is exercise. However, you know, creating habits and things like that, that's a whole different message. Maybe we'll get into that at a later um, thing, but, but making sure that you create those habits in your life so that you are resetting your body, that you're getting enough exercise, that you're getting enough food, that you're getting enough of the right kind of foods, that you get enough sleep as well, and uh, that, we are, that we are doing those things to reset your body. So Josiah, if you can come up here for a second, let's look, let's take off some more things. What do we have here? If we're gonna reset our body, let's close some of these tabs. So let's, okay, let's definitely take this off. We're going to close that tab because we're doing those and taking your kids to soccer and then uh, taking your kids to dance. I'll let you get that one. And let's see what we got here. Um, well, let's see. On your mind, what else is on your mind? Your calendar, thinking about all those things. You know, all of these, all these tabs are important. All these tabs are part of our life, but not all of them at the same time. We have to kind of keep, keep that going. Okay. All right. So that's good for now. All right. We'll get you back in a minute. Okay. All right. So the next, the next one, number three, is resetting your space. Taking the time to reset your space, your house, your car, your inboxes, social media, all of those things in your life to declutter. So many things on resetting your space has to do with declutter, you know, and, and having real expectations. Now, some of you are like, no, my house is pristine. Every toy is in the right spot. Everything has its place. Everything has to be perfect. And, and if, if that's you and that's the way you, that you function, God bless you. I don't function that way. <laughs> but I also don't want it to be a complete mess, but I am also um, know that I, you know, try to have balance back and forth with, with okay, Dishes can be in the sink, but not until like, you know, later on or something. I've got to pay attention to certain things there. But resetting your space, making sure that when you get in, a, in your car and everything's clean, doesn't it feel good? And when you get in your car and there's stuff everywhere, it's like, ugh. You know, somehow the drive is just a little bit angrier, <laughs> you know? And what about your inboxes? When I say your inboxes, some of you, it's for ma your mail. Don't you have like A and B piles? When you get the mail, you open it up, trash, 
trash. Oh, yeah, I got to pay that bill. I can't put that in the trash. All right, yeah, okay, I need to do something with that. So you make a pile with that. You do the same thing with your inboxes. And thankfully, thank God Pastor Micah has taught us here, and we've uh, uh, time management, all of us that have been on staff for two minutes, we know all the things that help us to keep our inboxes empty. Um, the book many years ago, it's timeless, will never run out, is uh, Getting Things Done by David Allen. We still do a lot of those things, but clearing out your inboxes. You got too many, you're overwhelmed. You don't know where that email was that you were supposed to do something with because you got 47,000 emails up in your email box. Just look through and say, yep, I need to do something with that. If you can solve it in two minutes or less, solve it. If you can't and it needs to be a task, pull it over into a task category. If it's like, okay, this is personal. I need to look at that later, but not right now. Or resources. See, I need to read that article, but I don't have time right now. I pull it into another folder and then everything else, archive all. And I keep an, a zero inbox. And we do that with our, uh, with our email. We also do that. We run everything in Asana. It's a great uh, task management, project management thing. And we bring, run everything like that. We go through your inbox, make sure that everything is in its place. There's your in inbox zero. So everything has its place. It creates that space. Literally, it also probably could go back to creating that space in your brain so you're not having to worry about that. And then it, you know, all of us carry a device that have tasks. All of you carry, most of you carry a device that you can say, hey, Siri, put this on my reminder list. Okay, no, hopefully she didn't wake up and put something on my reminder list. Tell her to do that. And then that way you can remember things. Because I, I remember we talked about my brain a minute ago and my memory that I could hide my own Easter eggs. You know, that I can't rely on my brain to remember all the things that I need to remember. So it needs to go on a task list so that you can keep your space reset and calm. Optimum, <laughs> optimum. Um, performance of everything that we need. So resetting your um, space. Josiah, let's come up here. Let's, let's get some more of these icons off. Okay. All right. Resetting your space. All this, it, let's say it will take some meetings. We've got that all set. All of your uh, books and things like that. We're resetting those. All of your space. Everything's going to be cleaned up. Oh, even your, I'm going to watch this and not watch that. All right. And then homework, housework. I mean, you love chores. No, we don't love that. Are you putting these on top of each other? Are you? Okay. All right. There you go. And so taking away this, this is getting a lot more manageable already. We can even like move these around here so you don't have to turn around next time. Oh yeah. Facebook. That's an important one. And you know, clean up your inbox. This is also part of that with your social media. Understand that you can be friends with everybody that you want to be friends with on social media, but you don't have to follow all of them. I really understand. I really like Linda from high school that I haven't seen in 30 years. And I don't want to unfriend her and be ugly and unfriend her, but I don't have to do that. But if you just went right up on Linda's post, those three little dots up in the corner, you just click that and say, unfollow. Linda from high school is awesome. Her family's awesome, but I don't need to see the pancakes that she ate for breakfast. It's not important. However, if it's you, if I'm following you, I want to see your family photos. I want to see the stuff that you guys are doing at Ocean Isle Beach. I want to see the stuff that you guys are posting with your families. I want to see those things. So I'm going to follow those things because those are the things that are important to me. And I want to be able to follow those things. Um, I, I love social media. I'm not going to tell you social media is from the devil and that you shouldn't have it. I love it. I love being able to keep up with my family and uh, all the people that I don't get to see on a regular basis. I love what it can do for me as long as it stays in the proper um, containment that you're resetting and that it has its place in your life in the right place. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
And so I understand and realize all of those things. So that is also an inbox. You don't have to unfriend people or be ugly. You can just, you can just unfollow the people that you don't want to see their posts. Be intentional about the things that you do. Be intentional about the people that you interact with. And it's totally okay with that, you know? So there we go. Let's put Facebook back. Took a little rabbit trail there, okay? So that one is all good for, for number three, okay? And number four. Number four is resetting your priorities, Sometimes we have our priorities out of whack because of what is, what is urgent and unimportant takes up all of our, our space in our life. Your kids, your activities, your tasks, all those things. You can do anything that you want to do. You just can't do everything that you want to do. Man, I just left that right there and didn't even click through. Reset your mind. Let's do a re- recap here. I forgot I had a clicker. All right. Reset your body, number two. Reset your space, number three. Reset your priorities. <laughs> Number four. Okay, we're right there. Okay, so you can do anything you want to do. You can't do everything that you want to do. Timing is everything. To so make sure that you have the right priorities at the right time. Because the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. You can have the right thing. It's a good thing. But if it's at the wrong time, it's the wrong thing. I used to tell this to my kids all the time. When they would come and say, Mom, Mom, I need to talk to you right now. I'd say, timing is everything. Is this the right time? Because if I just came in from work, my brain is like I need to reset my brain and all of these things I need to get in the right frame of mind. And I'm dealing with 100 things that I need to like process and shut down some inboxes in my head. Then that's probably not the time that she needs to ask me to go to wherever she wants to go to um, that day. You know, when they were teenagers, sometimes, sometimes she still does that. Sometimes it's like, okay, okay, I want to talk to you, but give me five minutes and then call me. That's what she does. I don't know why. I I have, most people text. My daughter, she has to call. She has too many words to be able to text. And so she has to call. So if somebody's calling me, it's Corey. She's always calling me, which is totally fine because I appreciate that she still wants to talk to me and wants my advice on something. But I do make sure that that priority is set, that I I give her um, 100% of the attention that she deserves and that the timing is right so that I can do that. So that is important. Give your families and the ones that you love the most the best part of you. It's, it's, un, it's unfortunate that some of us will be nicer to the checkout lady at Walmart than you are to the people that live in your house and ride in the car home with you. And so we have to give our, our, the, our families and our loved ones the best time. The, the most time. Schedule time with your kids. Be intentional about family time. If you don't, other, all the other tabs in your life are going to keep, they're going to keep opening. They're going to consume you. They're going to slow you down and you'll eventually crash. And guess who you're taking it out on? The people that you love the most. And that's, that's true. Um, the awesome thing about resetting these things in your life is that you don't have to wait a whole year to do that. You know, you get a new slate, a brand new slate to restore and to to rejuvenate, to recalibrate, to reset every 24 hours, a brand new slate to reset. If you mess up, you get off track, you just start again the next day. Sometimes it's not good for us to say, oh, well, I messed up on my diet. Let's wait till next Monday. Oh, something's coming up. Birthday party's coming up. So let's wait till next month to get restart, restart, or reset on my diet. Oh, this happened, so like, let's, let's put it off. You know, you don't have to do that. You can just restart the next day. Start a fr- You know, everything is not reset. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to do it on Mondays. And somehow or another, we have that in our brain that it can only happen on Mondays. You restart every single day. Every 24 hours, you just restart. Set your priorities. You know, in um, 
It's been many years ago. My kids were little. I took a, a class. It was a, um, a Stephen Covey. Anybody familiar with the Covey Institute? Stephen Covey uh, time management class. And in that class, you learn the quadrants of what is, in, what is urgent and unimportant, takes up most of your time. But what you want to live in is the quadrant of it is important and not urgent. So during that, it taught me one of the most valuable lessons is that if there's dishes in the sink and I didn't clean the kitchen, taking my kids to the park was more important. It doesn't necessarily have to mean everything has to be clean in the kitchen and everything has to be perfect and then we'll go to the park. It could mean that this is the optimum time because timing is everything, that this is the best time, this is the best weather, this is the best opportunity, this is the best time for them to take my kids to the park then and the dishes can wait till it gets dark. And sometimes I still do that today. I, we, are, we are blessed that we live with a, on the lake and so I'm like, okay, can this be done after it's dark and I can't see the lake anymore? Yes, it can. So I'm going to clean the bathroom when I can't see the lake. <laughs> so I still kind of negotiate with myself on some things like that, but having the right priorities. All right, Josiah, let's, let's see what we do. Priorities. I think we took that, you know, getting your priorities in order. We talked about inboxes. Let's get some of those done. Time. Time management. Ooh, is this going to hurt? Okay, there we go. Hopefully that didn't hurt too bad. And setting our priorities that we're going to put our family over maybe some of the things, or that this is our priority. We're going to sit down and have movie night with our families. And then, so having some of these, having dinner at the dinner table, that would be priorities that you make dinner for your family. You're sitting down together to be intentional about those times that, and even I, we still do this. I mean, we're empty nesters now. We don't have kids, but sometimes I like to sit at the table because you know what happens when we sit at the table? We talk to each other. You know, I always love that when we, um, I'll hand those to you. I love that when we um, would go to a restaurant because when we went to a restaurant, we always sit in a booth. You like a booth? I, I like to sit in a booth. We sit in a booth that we sit across from each other and talk to each other. And we're at home, we eat in front of the TV. Guess what? We're watching whatever show that we're watching and we're not talking to each other. So I like that so much that when we design our new kitchen, I put a booth in it so that we can sit in the booth, we can look at each other and ha sit across from the dinner table with each other and actually talk. We don't do that every night. Some nights we watch TV and because I don't want to talk. He probably doesn't want to talk. <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> you know, so I need to unwind and I don't want to talk about what house project is next. But sometimes that's what we do need to talk about. But keeping that in line so that we can put those priorities in order. Thank you, Josiah, for uh, helping me today. We guys give it up for Josiah. So hopefully you can see that, that, that those are the things that, that we need to priorities on uh, and the things that we need to do. Now, the 23rd Psalm says it best. I'm going to read this from the Message Bible. And it says, a David Psalm, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me in quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk by my side. Your trusty shepherds, shepherds crooks, make me feel secure. You serve me in a six four, serve me a six four, six course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Isn't that awesome that he does that for us? I love this. You have everything that you need. Oh, we're going to keep going. Your beauty and love chase me, chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. All right? So I love this. I have, 
I have everything. You let me catch my breath. You revive my drooping head. My cup is full of favor and energy. Insert the word of your choice there. This sounds like vacation to me. Anybody like vacation? And there's also, this is, brings me to a hard reset. So a hard reset is to restore a device to its factory settings, which erases all applications that were installed by the user, as well as all of the user data. Sometimes in our life, we have to do a hard reset. And then there's some areas of your life, I want to do a hard reset. I don't want any memory of that. I just want to like blank that out. <laughs> Sometimes in your life that we want to do that, um, there may be some things in your life that you need a hard reset on, that you need to erase everything, that you don't want any memory of it. It could be things in your past or wounds or uh, hurts that you haven't healed quite yet. It could be addictions that you need to just erase and get rid of completely. Or it could just mean that you need a vacation to hard reset, to have a break in your daily routine, to have a hard reset. Jesus' mission statement when he came here on earth, um, let's read that in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim deliverance to the captives, the new sight to the, to the blind, and to set at liberty those who have been crushed. Isn't that awesome? I'm so glad that Jesus came to fulfill these things. This scripture was originally in Isaiah and um, it was in the scriptures and Jesus was in the synagogue and he read this and he was like, hey, this is me. I came here to fulfill this for you. And isn't that great that he has done that for us to give us the ability to reset on all of these things. So my challenge to you this week is if there's anything in your life that needs a hard reset, do it. Hit that button. Don't look back. And to decide what you need to reset in your life in all of those areas and reset it. Reset and stand on this scripture. Let's look at this scripture we started with and now let's read it again having all the information that you have now. Give all of your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that, you, that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. You are not alone. Everybody, people around you are going through some of the same things that you are. But when the devil wants to make you think that you are isolated, that nobody's going through this. Nobody understands. Nobody will know what you're going through. He isolates you. And in his kindness, God calls you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. Remember that word strengthen. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Isn't that awesome? So that is my challenge to you today. Will you guys stand with me?